Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. This afternoon, Aunt Mary's pretty niece, Peggy, and Nicholas Dorn, her fiancé, are sitting on the front porch of the Lane Farmhouse in Wakefield. Well, Peggy, I, I have good news for you. Good news? What is it, Nick? I had a letter from my agent today. Just sold those two stories I sent him a while back. Oh, Nicholas, I'm so glad. Yes, I'm quite set up about it. I was beginning to think I couldn't write anymore. Sometimes I sit for hours staring at a blank page. You know who comes between me and that nice white sheet of paper? Who, Nicholas? You, my darling. Well, I don't want to be a hindrance to your writing, Nick. I'd like to be a help to you. You will be. Just knowing we'll be together... Knowing I can walk into a room and see you there. Love's the darndest thing. I certainly never thought I'd feel this way again. But I do. Nicholas, I don't want you to be disappointed in me. And, well, there's so much I don't know. In the first place, I'm an awful dope about writing, you know that. No, you're not. Your tastes aren't quite formed yet, that's all. It'll be all the more fun watching you blossom out. Besides, there are a lot of things you can teach me. You've taught me a lot already. I have? I can't imagine what. Oh, lots of things. Such as? Well, let me see if I can tell you. The way the beginning of spring smells. The wonderful excitement of watching the sunrise. The special little sounds you hear if you sit very quietly on a riverbank. <laughs> Not to mention the strange way a hen acts when she decides to raise a brood of chicks. <laughs> That's a funny sort of education to be acquiring. Besides, I didn't teach you those things. You found them out for yourself. I never would have without you. I don't see what I had to do with it. You had a great deal. Because I love you. That's the wonderful thing about being in love. Everything is sharper, clearer. All your sensibilities are quickened. Oh, Nicholas. I only hope you're right. About what? That I will make you happy. I want to so much because well, you mean so much to me. But well, sometimes I'm afraid. You mustn't be. But I mean, the way things are with us. You mean because you don't love me? Well, yes. But don't you see, darling? As long as I know it, the fact that we've been honest with each other makes all the difference in the world. Besides, you're forgetting that good old masculine ego. Ego? What has that to do with it? Well, the fact that I'm foolish enough to think you'll learn to love me. <laughs> you know, I just can't believe you won't eventually succumb to my great charms. Well, I, I hope I will, Nick. You know, it isn't that I don't love you. I do. It's just that it's a different sort of love. I know, darling. You're not in love with me. There's quite a difference. There seems to be. I'm not sure I understand it myself. Well, we're both lucky in that I am not inexperienced. I happen to know exactly what you mean. That's good. Nicholas, I'd give anything in the world to, to change. To feel the way you do. Perhaps you will, darling. But you mustn't try to force it. That doesn't work. No, I suppose not. Just relax. We'll see what happens. Don't worry. I'm going into our marriage with my eyes wide open. 
So you mustn't ever feel the least guilty, no matter what happens. Thank you, Nick. Well, your friends Lily and Dell must be just about getting to Chicago by now. Yes. It was awfully nice having him down here over the weekend. Yeah, I imagine it was. You know, I like that Dell. She's quite a character. Dell's very nice. What did you think of Lily? Lily? Mm, well, she's certainly good looking. She's got that, uh, whatever it is, that always attracts men. I know. It isn't just that she has a beautiful figure and a good looking face, either. It's something that's very hard to define. Chemical. <laughs> Why do you laugh? It always amuses me to hear you being wise and sophisticated. Well, you'd be surprised some of the things I've learned. No, I wouldn't. Not really. You have a certain kind of feminine insight. You get things without a lot of conversation. It's one of the things I love about you. And I think of some of the babes I've known, all so glib. They can talk for an hour explaining one little emotional reaction they've had. But the talk is all from the outside. You know what I mean? I think I do. They don't really feel things inside. Exactly. They're so busy thinking about how things look, they miss finding out what they are. I feel sorry for them. So do I. That's why I'm so happy since I came to Wakefield. Here, a guy can look reality right in the eye. Nothing in between to distort the truth. Well, I think Lily gives people the wrong impression sometimes. The way she acts, you think she was awfully, well, tough, I guess. But she's not really underneath. She doesn't want people to know that. It's as if she were protecting herself from something by, by pretending she doesn't give a darn about anything. And you know what, Nick? What? I have a funny little feeling that she and Randy sort of like each other. No. That seems an odd combination. Well, just the same from things they both said. I think I'm right. Well, in that case, it'll show up one way or another pretty soon. You mean when Lily comes down here to run that supper club thing at Mary's Boosting for the young people? Mm-hmm. I only hope Lily can get down in time for our wedding. I'd sort of like her to be my maid of honor. But of course, there's Jane Plummer, too. Oh, well... We can work it out somehow. But uh, speaking of the wedding, hadn't we better begin to make plans? Hi. Oh, hello, hello. Leslie. You arrived at a very important moment. Oh. Yes, Peggy and I were just about to start making plans for the wedding. Yes, Lefty, and we may need your advice. Uh, fine. I just hope you're going to make a celebration of it this time. Orange blossoms and everything. I want to, Lefty. Only, instead of orange blossoms, maybe I could carry a bouquet of your delphinium. <laughs> <laughs> you might do worse. Except they're kind of large for a bridal bouquet. Well, have you uh, decided when this shindig's going to come off? The sooner the better for me. What do you think, Peggy? Well, if we're to make an affair of it, we'll need some time to get things ready. How about a month from now? Summer weddings are nice. Maybe we could have a garden wedding. Bring the preacher out here. That might be nice. It'd be a great thing for me. Having my own, my own little Peggy married in my garden. Well, let's think about it then. I'd love it. So would I if it could be arranged. And darling, I want to see you all in white satin, with veils and everything. So do I. Oh, you will, I promise. Oh, wonderful. You bet your life is wonderful. Well, I'm going to have a ring bearer and bridesmaid. Lefty? Yes, honey? I want you to give me away. Will you? Yes, Peggy. Yes, honey. I'll give you away. Lefty Larkin had to look away to hide the rush of emotion Peggy's request had given him. 
He was thinking. Yes, Peggy, dear. I'll give you away. Peggy. Grown up. To be married. And she's happy. I, I know it. <laughs> Del Shipley's crazy. Trying to tell me I should talk Peggy out of marrying Nicholas. I know what's right and best for my own daughter. My own daughter. And now, she's to be a bride. Yes, Lefty. You sincerely believe Peggy will be happy with Nicholas Dorn. But perhaps you're wrong. Fordell Shipley knows that the baby boy which stands as an obstacle between Peggy and Bill Mead, the man she really loves, is not Bill's child, but is the child of Lisa Fenner. If Peggy knew this, it might make a great difference in her wedding plans. Dell is trying to save Peggy, your daughter, Lefty, from great unhappiness. But will she be able to bring the truth out in time? <laughs> 